Today on The Digital Week, we're opening our series called Accelerating Ideas. How do we move from ideas to real value of innovation landed back into corporates and in new entities? And specifically today, we're going to deep dive into something we're calling the sprint. The sprint, what is the problem that you solve with using sprints? You know, what sort of people and skill sets do you need? Where are they being conducted? Um, How long are they taking? What are the specifications of it? What's the process you use? And ultimately, why would organisations and new startups be using sprints in order to accelerate their ideas into the marketplace? So we'd like to really hear from you on the topic. So engage in it. If you've got a sprint going on or you'd like to know more about sprints or you have a comment on, you know, the wonderful world of sprints, contact us on Twitter via at Chair Digital Economy or through our website. Come and join the conversation at digitaleconomy.com.au. Welcome to the Digital Week. Today, I'm here with Marek Kowalkowicz from the PwC Chair in the Digital Economy at QUT. Hi, Monica. And our special guest is Ben Sorensen, who is the Queensland Leader for the PwC Innovation Hub. Hello. Today, gentlemen, we are here to talk about accelerating ideas. We're in the ideas boom. We're seeing it all through the media and the television. But as we well know, as experienced innovators, ideas are worth nothing until we get value out of them. So accelerating the ideas is an exceedingly important process that these two skilled individuals and the PwC chair is doing a lot of work around. Today, we want to deep dive into one aspect of that, and that's called the sprint. Marek, maybe you could share a little bit about what is a sprint? What's the problem you're solving with sprints? A sprint is an activity uh, that is performed to accelerate some of the innovation processes in your organization. Basically, the problem that we're trying to address with a sprint is uh, one that a lot of organizations struggle with, which is they might have some great ideas, but from an idea to an execution, sometimes it's a long path. We're trying to make sure that the time it takes from one to the other is as short as possible. Now, Ben, you've spent a lot of time sprinting. Tell us a little bit about how you came to it. Where's the history of sprints? Okay, so people might be familiar with the term from uh, agile software development and and other sort of iterative uh, development uh, in the software world, but um, basically it's a great way to to accelerate projects and, and really have success to reduce risk, reduce cost, and accelerate the outcomes that's organisations and teams can get from projects that they're working on. So from my experience at the chair, we've had very large sprints that we've anchored down in um, uh, downtown in quite large 300, 400 square metre rooms. We've got probably 10 or 12 sprint rooms and labs here at QUT that are constantly turning over with corporate um, joint ventures and student groups that are accelerating. So maybe, Mark, share a little bit about lengths of sprints. You know, can they come in different varieties? They, they do, in fact, come in different varieties, and it, it really it depends on what is the outcome that you want to achieve. So we've had sprints that take only one day. This is when you just want to explore possible directions for your business to, to go to, so think about disrupting your existing business models. Uh, we have sprints that uh, take about 10 days or, or two weeks, where we come with a particular challenge or an opportunity that we might have in mind, and we just want to understand it much better, maybe build a minimum viable product, maybe build a, a strategy for the next 100 days of work. Mm-hmm. And then we have sprints that can take, you know, six, nine weeks, sometimes three months. You could, you could think about a sprint that takes six months, right? It's still accelerating a process that could otherwise take two years. Mm, got it. And Ben, last year, I remember specifically, we did a number of those longer term sprints for the state government around particular problem sets they had. Could you maybe explore a little bit more from the corporate venturing side, how the sprint element is used in the longer form? 
format. Sure. In PwC, in our, in our innovation hubs, what we do is we we have three-week sprints, which we really see are a, a human process more than anything to understand and validate a problem, but also the solution to that problem. Um, there's a lot of humility in them in that you don't know what the end result's going to be, uh, and it's an exploration process. But we usually package those into what we'd call a 90-day process. So going from zero to a um, validated minimum viable product for a, a venture or a project at the end of that 90 days. And that's usually made up of um, several three-week sprints to, to get to that point. Okay, so if we drop down another step, within the sprint itself, you know there's probably a few steps that you go through. Mary, do you want to talk us through some of those? Yeah, absolutely. So we spend a lot of time running those two-week-long sprints. Mm -hmm. And and a typical sprint that takes about 10 days starts with an an exercise that lasts a day or two days where we try to investigate the problem, really empathize with uh, whether it's the users or the people impacted by a potential solution that is coming uh, from the sprint. We then try to unpack the problem. Sometimes at the beginning of the sprint, we think that you know, we, we're trying to solve problem A, but throughout mm. the sprint, we realize that the problem is actually very different. Yeah. So it's very mm. important to understand what the problem is. Once we have that, we try to bring a variety of stakeholders, a variety of people have that, that, uh, that the, the different gro- groups of people in the room, and we ideate, which leads us to being able to hypothesize and, uh, and prototype and then validate and test the ideas with with stakeholders. Throughout the entire process, we bring people uh, as much as possible, different stakeholders to validate whether we're going in the right direction. I'd agree. I think the the beauty of the process is it allows you to have interventions at any point Mm. um, based upon what you're you're experiencing and what you're learning as you're you're going through the process. And um, it might be appropriate to have a deep dive into a particular concept or uh, a particular customer challenge that you're dealing with that you realize only, you know, three or four days after starting. Mm, mm. So uh, so the, the, the process, we call it a double diamond process. So we start with, with converging, right? Lots of ideas, but at some stage we need to get back, we need to diverge. Uh, so they've, sorry, start with diverging and then we need to converge back again. Uh, and that's sort of th- in the middle of the, of the sprint where we start to diverge again. So we think we, we found a solution, but then we allow ourselves to experiment once again um, and after that second diamond, so that the double diamond process, we really know, validating with the stakeholders, that what we've come up with is, is the thing that we're after. So let's talk through a bit of the specifics, because we always, in the PwC chair in the digital economy, like to give people really practical tips they can take away. So realistically, what's the average size of a sprint and who comes along to them? Okay, so again, it might differ. Ben will have a different perspective for the longer sprints, the ones that we run a lot, the, the ones that take uh, about two weeks. Uh, roughly the size of the team is seven people. And that's, uh, you know, we, you have your sprint facilitator, you have a, a domain expert, you have a project manager, you have a couple of designers, then you have a couple of customer representatives or partner representatives. But on some days, like day one or day 10 of the sprint, we can have a team which is close to 40 or 50 people. These are all of the stakeholders that are very interested in the results of the sprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, so we, um, yeah, very, very similar. I, I work on this this concept, it's basically from chimpanzees, from Jane Goodall, which is humans work well in groups of seven plus or minus two. Ah, oh, and that also works the flight centre model, isn't uh, it? It's, a, it's the seven yeah. tribes and so, then they split. So basically um, the, the core group is usually about that big and the from time to time you'll bring in others. We, we've got 
principles that drive what we have. And the first bit is humility. We don't know what the future looks like. We don't know what the answers are. And one person doesn't have all the answers. So we're using this process to find them. And the, the next bit is tied to that, and that is the value is in the diversity of perspectives. Mm. Um, we need to have the right perspectives in the room. And and fundamentally, the progress is, is in large part about ensuring that you do get the right people in the room. Um, constructive thinkers, divergent thinkers, convergent thinkers, creative and critical thinkers, subject matter experts uh, on, on the sort of thing you're working with and people that represent customers and 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 uh, and the organisation that you you're doing this work for. So if we if we look through that, what sort of skill sets come to the sprints, and where should the sprints take place? You know, we have a lot of labs here, and we see a lot of corporates are coming to our labs. I know the lab downtown with PwC is used, you know, pretty much exclusively for corporate idea acceleration and sprints. So, uh, where are they, there a lot of them are taking place outside of the corporate boundaries? Hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and I would strongly support this approach. Um, this is, you know, this is a human thing. Sometimes going outside of your, of your standard environment enables you to think outside of the box as well. And this is the feedback we're getting from our partners, that if the sprints were being run at their premises, at their offices, they wouldn't be as successful. So we run, we run our sprints at, at QUT. That's also a way of inspiring our partners with everything else that is happening outside or around the room. Um, I get that. So if they wanted to look at one of the solutions that might have um, augmented or virtual reality or big data visualisation, they could go to those recreative labs and and perhaps get a hacked up prototype of it. We take them to a lab where we 3D print bones, for instance. Yeah, and, you know, okay. Even if we talk about a completely different uh, problem or challenge that we're addressing, that's really inspiring for them. Yeah, mm. I, th- I think this is really about getting out of the business as usual. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it, it is absolutely that. So that's a that's a getting out of the space that you're in and uh, experiencing things in a different environment. And, and it's often purpose-built, so mm. the spaces that we use are purpose built with the right tools and everything like that hmm. but in terms of in terms of skills um, you know people that are open-minded and able to think differently um, and uh, not really stuck down in the weeds but really trying to explore uh, and that that's really a leadership role I think that that we see for people that run these I think it's really important to get out of the business as usual and have somebody that's got some objectivity which leads us and we've had arguments about this internally about um, is it the tacit knowledge of facilitation and, and, and running these things that, that's important? Or is it the objectivity? And I actually think the objectivity is probably much more important now. Mm-hmm. It's hard for people to, um, to uh, have perspective um, and it's just a human thing. So it, it's better to have a, a third party from the outside that helps. Mm. And it also um, feeds into another topic we'll do in depth later, which is really about the digital mindset and, and what does digital leadership look like? And a lot of that is really the rewarding of this diverse diversity as you come to these problem solving. People have worked, the generalist that has worked a diversity of sectors, diversity of countries, and, and comes without a prescribed deep domain knowledge, often will come up with those abilities to flexibly look at new solutions. Yeah? An important lesson will learned during the sprints was also that you need to bring people who will then follow through yeah. with the outcomes of the sprint, yeah. have them involved in the process. 
Otherwise, you're talking about throwing an idea over the fence, and you're you're you, that the challenge is you have the non-invented here. Is yeah. that how you catch it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's definitely um, a deeper part of Accelerating Ideas series that we'll do. We'll definitely do a whole program around how do you land a sprint back into an organisation because again, that can be a, a major roadblock within corporates. Mm. So if we're looking at um, accelerating sprints, why might an organisation really embrace it? What is the real opportunity longer term about why this practice or this process of of uh, accelerating and getting ideas to prototype should be adopted more widely. Well, I think the, the thing is, ideas are cheap. They're, they're, they're not really worth much. What, what matters is the value that you can create from them. So it's really about how do you execute. And uh, any organisation, large, small, corporate, governments, non-profits, um, they will only have progress if they're working on the right things and that they actually do use a certain process that gets them to the end. Um, these sorts of processes are relatively low cost and they're low risk and they accelerate your outcomes. And I think those are three key things that any organisation is looking for. Mm. Um, yeah. And not to be too much of a Sally Pearson today, but, you know, from my perspective as somebody who works in the corporate world and sits on boards, you know, it's the culture change that we really need within our corporates to embrace the new technology. So that's agility. You know, it's about how do we get this same fun rhythm in-house that you get when you come to an exciting place of discovery like a university or an innovation lab downtown? You know, and how do I get that capability uplift back into my organisation so that not just when we're doing a formal sprint, but in every aspect of how people people adopt their work practice, we're seeing some of this agility, this fastness, the speed that really the Australian um, innovation economy sometimes has been found lacking on. And it's an excellent point, Monica, and this is exactly what we're hearing from our partners that, you know, on top of the, the, the expected outcomes of the sprints, we also see the cultural change. Yeah. Individuals who come to our sprints and realise that you can work in such a way, and then they try to bring it uh, back to their organisations as well. Yeah. So we teach them to to ideate in completely uh, in completely new ways. Okay, so we're sprinting to the final lane here, Usain Bolt. Mm. Can you help us with a few quick examples of tell us some sprints you've done recently? Um, if you can reveal client names, that's great. But but the, what is the problem, and what did we get to the end? Uh, we've uh, worked on a on a number of sprints with Queensland government, and uh, uh, one, I'll give you one example. There's there's many more that that we share at our events. We we worked with the Department of Communities in Queensland and addressing the problem of homelessness among young people. And this is a challenge that, uh, that the government uh, gave us at the beginning of the sprint. And we did proper research, the part of the empathizing. We understood that you know, young people who become homeless don't normally go to the government to ask for help. So that's, that was a very, very important insight for us, which allowed us to come up with a completely new way of addressing their needs. Think about uh, plugins for Google or small widgets that, that show up in Google search when you just type in things like, I'm, I'm, I'm homeless. And we have actually created a system that delivers government services through channels that you would never never think would be would be used by the government. And, and this ben, one is, yeah. Tell us about some of the sprints you've done. Um, yeah, look over the last couple of years we have um, we've accelerated about uh, over thirty different um, challenges and opportunities and in those accelerations there's dozens of sprints. Um, like hundreds really. And the uh, you know the, the organisations we've worked with have included uh, government agencies, um, numerous government agencies, uh, local and state and federal, 
the biggest, some of the biggest companies in the country, uh, in in many different sectors, and then many small small organisations, small businesses, and and higher education that have been a part of the processes as combined teams working together uh, to to accelerate some of these outcomes through the processes. Mm. So we'd like to hear from our listeners, really. I mean, sprints are a new concept. They're quite... Uh, so let's get a chatter going either through our Twitter feed, come to our website. You'll find us at, at Chair Digital Economy um, or you find us on the web on at digitaleconomy.com. And we'd really like to hear what are you sprinting in your organisation? How is that sprint going? Um, and what ideas do you have that you might want to sprint? Look forward to more of these Accelerating Ideas series, Marek. I think we've got quite a deep dive to do on a number of topics that how we can get um, to market and accelerate the ideas boom. Absolutely. And, Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to have you here in the lab with us at uh, the PwC Chair in the Digital Economy. Thank you. Excellent. And we look forward to hearing from you at PwC Chair in Digital Economy. (laughs) 